Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our love story. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are again at the Finback Brewery reading The Whale, a love story by... What the hell is Mark Beauregard. Beauregard. And we are joined again by the extremely patient and kind Eric from Finback. Thanks for coming back, Eric. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for coming back as well. Glad to have you guys. Eric picked this book. He did, yeah. Thanks, guys. Our second super fan. I actually thought, like, hey, what do we follow up a book about Moby Dick about? Uh, how and did was, you even find out about this book? I did this Google search, and I said, book about whales. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> it was literally like one of, straightforward. The, one of the third ones. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty recent book. And I read, like, what it was, like, a tagline about it. I'm like, uh, nobody else has read that. So it's like, There might right. be a reason. Yeah. And I thought, uh, you know. Let's go out on a limb and suggest that. I also suggested uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, God. This was a much better choice. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is one of the most absurd things I've ever read. But it, I mean, maybe it we'll do that one eventually. But it definitely ties into whales. Definitely, definitely does. does. Gets and, it, whale. and I feel like it explains some of the craziness of Moby Dick. I it think made, that's honestly, point. it yeah. made Moby Dick better for me. And yeah. I hated that book. I but remember. Like, now, I feel like I really understand it. And I never thought that I would understand it this way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it, you just said a love story to Moby Dick right there. Yeah, yeah. that's my love that, story. That could be a song. It's boys to men right there. See, I don't know anybody that's read this book. I don't know why it showed up, and I was just like, I was for for sure thinking this was like some shitty fanboy slash fiction stuff. It starts out feeling that way. It, it really, definitely starts really out. Does. That, I was like, oh god, I picked like I don't know what is what is that for, one for those that don't know slash fiction. It's is, not about Guns and Roses. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it could be. That's I'm sure fiction. there's some slash fiction about slash. It's, it's called slash slash fiction, but <laughs> it's slash where fiction. Uh, fan fan. It's like it's fan fiction, but where they put uh, two male characters, and they're involved in a homosexual relationship from things, or a bromance of sorts. But it's usually uh, they usually fuck each other. I'm, I believe it's just called the historical nonfiction or something. Well, like, or I historical thought, fiction. I thought this one was that, but then at yeah. the end they reveal, oh shit, this is true. Yeah, like at the beginning, I thought like, oh god, we're going down like Fifty Shades of Grey. I really thought this like but this is the most bizarre concept for a book I've ever heard. Yeah. It was definitely better writing. How would of Grey. anyone think of this? Yep. I'm sorry, I just thought of a slash slash fiction book. If you took slash and put him into a Heart of Darkness, it'd be Welcome to the Jungle. That's solid. Nice. Just just to put that in there. So here's the thing that I I guess I knew but didn't recognize or just glossed over. Moby Dick, the actual book in real life, is dedicated to Nathaniel Hawthorne, the guy who wrote the Scarlet Letter. And yeah, I didn't realize. Mel- that and you know here you know what is the most shocking thing about this all this whole thing for me? Melville was like thirty years old when he wrote Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. That really? reads like a book written by an old man. Thirty? Like yeah, a, yeah it's like, like thirty or thirty one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was like a little baby. Writing Moby Dick. He's, and that was his fucking sixth it, book. It, it seemed like he'd lived a very full life at that point. Yeah. The dude went to like fourth grade. When he wasn't sailing the world, he was writing novels. He churned out five books in four years or something like that. And then he was like, now I'm ready to write Moby Dick. The masterpiece. And it, like a couple of them were hits, but he was still broke. Mm-hmm. It really peaked early. The first book, Type P, was uh, a hit. And that's because wanted to read about the heathens. Well, because it's short. I'll tell you that because I've actually read Type P. It's short, straightforward. I mean, there's like, you know, some 19th century kind of navel-gazing nonsense going on. And, As well as like, these books, which is a different kind of navel-gazing. Hmm. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. And then, um, and, and it's, it's an, an interesting thing because he went to the uh, Tahiti or wherever it was, or Fiji, 
and he writes about his life among the savages. And that's even isn't that his nickname? Right, the guy, like he cannibal, cannibal yeah. guy, he lived among, among cannibals? cannibals. Yeah, they keep calling him that. And he Come doesn't on, guys. seem to like that. I, I also eat man meat. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> if it's Nathaniel's. That book was a, it was popular, but he probably got a shitty deal on it from his publishers. Yeah, and they actually big into deals that, and they talk about a lot that talk a lot about this in this the, book. Yeah, English, publishing was fucked up. Copywriting and, and like yeah. they would just make the second make make the book again in other continents and just not tell anyone. Yep, and so the publishers would keep all the money, and you'd get. Uh, an advance on the book, and if the book didn't sell well, they'd be like, "Hey, you give that, that advance money. back." I, mean, I feel like I that's, that's, I feel that's still, still true. I don't think that's true. It's, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it might be in your contract, but I think oftentimes it's not. Like, think of athletes who get signing bonuses, and they're like, "All right, that guy I mean, just it's, fucking it's, beat it's his girlfriend. Like, now he's in jail." All it's right, it's more like the, the music industry where they get an advance to make an album, and if the album doesn't sell, you still owe that the advance. Mm. You don't make money until you pay back the money they give you. It's the same. It's the same oh, today. Well, perhaps, but like, do they actually then say, "Hey, your album really sucked." You owe us the money back. Like you yes. have to give us the cash. That, you have that to make totally you, reasonable. You ha- if you do not make back the money with the album, you still owe them the money. Hmm. That's the music industry. It has been forever. Well, that's well not anymore because now the internet gone done well, now, fucked no, up now the music no one industry. Makes the money, but Wait. it's mm-hmm. st- but they, but it's still the same. So less people are even surviving off it. So, womp, but womp. it's the same. I don't know if it's still the same in books. I don't think so. But uh, I if you were, I mean, if you were super duper, I think famous they give already, you advance might, bounce, They might give you an advance against future earnings. I don't think anybody's going to sign a deal. Where they're like, hey, if this book doesn't sell, I have to pay you money. They're like, hey, you're going to give me ten thousand dollars for writing I, I a book. I think some people would be desperate enough for a book deal for for some sort of uh, for some sort of thing. Oh, where like, I born. want to be a writer, and I'm going to try writing yeah. a book. Right, but a rich man who got me a Gmail account, and now I have to be a sex slave. What? Remember that? It's a different book. <laughs> That's different book. Yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That's how it starts. Was it a Gmail account? I believe she was his assistant. Putting the ass in <laughs> assistant. Um, Putting in her ass <laughs> assistant. I be- I'm to- I have not read the sequels, but I'm told in this later books, butt stuff happens. You know, I fully believe it. I mean, the plot just seemed to be leading there. Yeah. We'll I get mean, there. You can only really get there, uh, you know, in some ways. <laughs> so, all right, fine. So the book industry, maybe it hasn't changed a whole hell of a lot since 1850, but Melville is perennially broke. In fact, through his whole life, he was poor, and, and he died poor. And he, oh, yeah. he um, mm-hmm. ironically, his he he actually like, ended up getting a, a day job. He worked as a inspector at a customs house for twenty years. And I say ironically because the because opening part of Scarlet Letter is, is the fucking custom house thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe opening that's why. quarter of the book. He wanted to impress Nathaniel. Bum, bum, bum. Who was dead at that point? Ooh, bum, bum, doesn't bum, mean he can't right. get with him. You know what we haven't done yet? Whaling ships. Are on the ocean and there's sea salt. So anyway, the next beer is called <laughs> oh Green Star. This is perfect. Which is a goza. So it's a goza is a style of beer that tends to be tart and will be made with sea salt. So this one is lime and Ooh. sea salt. It is one of the tartar beers that it we have made. It smells like the ocean. This is very, very tart. More oh, than four percent tart. I believe this is Way the tartest beer we've made. This is more like the old timey sour beers where they're like, yep. here, this is a sour beer. Like, yes, it is. It kicks you in the face. Yeah. So what makes it sour? I mean, it's not just the salt, right? No. So we use these um, things and these other things. Real and goose. They the bugs, up. they call them, right? Like the really weird yeast strains. And this stuff. is actually a kettle sour, so it's not like a, we use some wild yeast or bread or anything like that. So it's um, a combination of the, the magic and the science. I notice the kettle sours are like often intensely sour. Yeah, you can make them as sour as you want. So it seems like people have figured out that they're like, I'm going to double up that sour. 
the suffer from the same thing as IPAs, where it's like a yeah, sours, race. sours race to the puckerist of the puckers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like some of our other sours are like a nice little approachable, and some are like, ooh, this is pretty tart. But this one, like, I always find it just kicks me in the face. I mean, it, it it's quite honestly, quite tart. it's pretty sour. It could be because it's 100 degrees. Yes. It, but it's actually it's kind of nice. Right, also, right it, now, it's pretty good. It's a good, like, sours in the summertime is, like, a great yeah, name I totally, for I beer. totally get it. <laughs> but it's a, a wonderful time to drink beer. If I had it in winter in a basement, I probably wouldn't yeah. think the same thing. But, you mean how we record every one of our other episodes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you renamed your bar yet? I have not. It's still, you know, it's still Roseanne Bar. Shunned to the basement. She's in the basement. I mean, if you, if I'm open for suggestions. Yeah. Uh, because it's really going to be hard to find something than that. Email us at Drunk Guys Book Club. See, like, I think he's ready to leave the brewery business <laughs> and hit the big time with the podcasting. That uh, sweet, sweet podcasting money. Yes, yes. <laughs> which we haven't seen a cent of. Yet. Several cents. Several cents have come through. Which no, not zero, paid. zero, zero, zero cents. No tangible cents. No, I haven't paid for the mics yet. Just nonsense. Uh, I don't. I mean, I can't think of another one. Another. It has to be a pun. I need a bar pun. Uh, I saw a bar once called Bar None. I heard that. Yeah, I've heard, that's what I wanted to do. And someone was like, "You know, that's a, a gay bar." And I was like, I'm "Is cool it with, a gay bar?" I was like, "I'm cool with a gay bar existing, but like, I don't want to give the wrong impression to my bar where it's like a come unattractive my, straight man hanging out." Come to my basement; it's going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> bar None, <laughs> Bar None, and then they get down there, and it's you. You know, I really do like this beer, it's even funny. though it's really sour. It's, yeah, I really do like it. I think it's a fantastic it's, it's summer beer. It's not the most sour beer. I think the one nice thing about it for the summer is that. Because it's so intensely it's tart, tart, you can't drink it quite that quickly, so you won't die of dehydration, which I, I risk every summer day when I sit and drink IPAs every, in the yard. So, so every day. And I'm like, I'm so thirsty, I just need to put this more in. And this, like, I have to pause and like, think about it for a second. Not because it's bad. Mike was always known as intense. the thirstiest bitch on the block. Thank you. I might not have mentioned it, but there's lime in this, too. <laughs> that would also make it sour, yeah. <laughs> I, c- I can feel that. Mm. When you put the lime in it, do you just throw them in wholesale or you have to cut them up? Mm. Do you put the lime in the coconut? Just in this beer, just the lime. We make a lot of coconut beers lately. So I see, there's like a pile a, of desiccated coconut. Yeah, I was going to say, we are literally right next sitting next to oh, hundreds of pounds of coconut. Um, I want some now. Yeah, one of the other sours that we just did was the uh, Zero Point, which is a coconut sour. Uh, coconut sour? 250 pounds of coconut. Wait, are we going to try that one later? It's, I could get it. I have cans oh. of it if you want. But, we, uh, we, will, yeah. we, will, we will pay the real monies. Yeah, yeah it's uh, fantastic. Uh, that one, I'm not sure what that one's for. I want to say that might be going in a dark beer, but I don't know. Anyway. Another, another Harambe. Um, <laughs> Never forget. Yeah, so anyway, this book came out, and then people read it. <laughs> oh, did it? It has a, a decent rating on Goodreads. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, I think... Do you want to go through the plot, or do you want to like, get right into Do We Love It? No, I we should just describe through what the plot. I mean, it's I I don't remember all the finer points of it, but so all right. the jizz of it is that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you use that on Fifty Shades of Grey? I don't think so. No, because we went that with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what happens is it's eighteen fifty. The year yeah, the whole book takes place fifty. It starts in the. It takes place over eighteen months. The book is a short period of frenetic activity for Melville. And the two main characters, well, the main character is Herman Melville, like the you know the guy who he's in the middle of writing Moby Dick, 
and he meets like writing and rewriting and, and rewriting and rewriting because he wrote like an what sounds like an actually enjoyable book, <laughs> and then he settled on this bullshit. It's his white whale. But anyway, um, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Was um, that Daniel Lafatti? No, <laughs> no, he was he was the perfect specimen of man with lovely locks of hair. Oh, he was white strong though, strong thighs, those curls. So anyway, and he meets Nathaniel Hawthorne. And he's immediately in love. He's fucking he's smitten. smitten out the ass and in the ass. <laughs> he wishes. This is going to be the most ridiculous episode. I mean, it's... I mean, it's the most ridiculous book that... It's one of the most ridiculous I've ever read. But the, For sure. And it's the true. fact that it's true... It's made not it true. E- it's true. It's uh, we'll get to that. It's based on a strong grain of truth. It's Those were their actual letters. Partially. Some of them were made up, yeah. But... The fact that any of them were, but I mean, people. All right, so we gotta we gotta get through the plot really fast. Then so the plot is that he wants to fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne. Well, he meets Nathaniel Hawthorne, and Hawthorne is super successful. Has just published the Scarlet Letter. Look for that episode coming soon from the Drunk Guys Book Club. Mm-hmm. And they, fact, I, I think we will probably put that one out first before this one. Look to it in your we'll past feed. Out, we'll yeah. put it out before Nathaniel Hawthorne does. Spoiler. So oh. Melville's like, "Hey, Hawthorne, you are." A, a fucking dream sexy, boat. dank piece of cock meat, and I want that. And then uh, I think it's a, it, I think he it's said a quote. it in uh, ninety-seven thousand words. It was written differently. <laughs> Thou art a dank, sexy piece of cock meat. Was Ahab speaking? Yay, yay! It is. So Melville, who is married, by the way, and has one child, Malcolm the whiny brat. He hatches this whole plan because he's living in a small apartment in Manhattan with like. Five other relatives. It's like, like the like Bucket his, family his from Willy Wonka. Fam- like, like they his, all live in one bed. <laughs> yeah, his whole <laughs> fucking, fucking broke all shit. his sisters and his mom are all like spooging off him. And they and, know he, he doesn't has make no it, money yeah, either. They know he doesn't make any money, but he's still like worried. So anyway, uh, he lives in a in a in a, in a small apartment in Manhattan. An Eighty-five with the rest of his million family, dollar Manhattan apartment, which now would in, uh, be eighty-five million dollars. A but, brownstone, or as he called it, the brown hole. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And oh my god, this is well, he was more nautical. Be... He took brown starfish, sorry, chocolate starfish, chocolate starfish. Sorry, okay, so where did he oh, live? You got it wrong, anyway. He was in <laughs> Manhattan and he has this plan after he meets Nathaniel Hawthorne to move to Massachusetts. To yeah, move he, to he the just Berkshires met him, and I'm gonna buy a house near him so that I can creep upon him. And his wife is like, What the fuck? You are completely crazy. But I'll go along with it anyway. Yeah, all the time he's completely please, broke. The please whole hit book. up my dad for money to buy your fuck pad. Well, he's like uh, Herman's like, no, this is this is going to be good for us, honey. I'll write my books and they're going to be great. I'll get reamed. You're going to live there. Your dad will give us some money. This was back in the day when moving didn't really mean as much because no one had any friends and you just died young. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, we'll borrow against your father's inheritance. Yeah. We'll just ask him. To, he's like, hey, Dad, I know you're not dead yet, but soon enough. So which just give it some re- now. Which, you know, it doesn't really, it's not how inheritance works. No, because if cause you don't have the money, because if the parent gives you the money, then you can't inherit it anymore. Like, that doesn't... Well, you're, it's you're, like, you're it's like, an advance. It's an, it's an advance. But if, you're, if, you're, if you don't sell your book well, then they you need take no, your inheritance you need back. No, you need <laughs> another dead father to pay the rest of it. Yeah, that doesn't... Anyway, didn't really make sense. So he goes... It totally up. makes sense. I understand it. It's yeah, just like, hey... Well, they pawned it off as saying, like, hey, you can retire here when you're done being a judge or some shit. Yeah. What the fuck he was? Mm-hmm. Well, think know? of it this way. If he has two children, just to make the math easy, and he has $10,000 in his estate, and he's going to be five and five, all right, I'll give you 2000 of your inheritance now. So when I die, you only get the other three, and the other person mm-hmm. gets their full five. Like, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also just like, yes, when I retire... I want to go live in Western Massachusetts for the rest of my I'm life. I'm tired of Boston. I want to go live with you on a farm. In Bumble. I've been to Western mm-hmm. Massachusetts. It sucks. 
don't even know what's there. Worcester, heroin capital of America. Wait, this is like Southwest, though, right? It's in the is there like a the Berkshires are like a mountainous kind of area? I think they're Southern Mass. Yeah, it's like like a day trip to Boston in this book when they're you know driving stagecoaches and you know slaves. Yeah, well, there's no slavery at this point in this part of the country. Not in Massachusetts. I mean, they might not in in that state. But so then, surprise! The judge gives them the money. I was like, yeah, I'll retire there, but I'm only giving you this much. You can buy a fucking weird house or, you know, not really any of the cool houses near your fuck buddy. You can buy a shitty house from your uncle. And they find some guy who's like, I'll give you a great deal on this house. And it's a shit house. And he gives him the worst deal. Worst deal ever. And the wife's like, please, he's going to screw us. Like, you want to screw Nathaniel Hawthorne? And he's like, honey. Well, then I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> it's cool. She's like, don't spend more than, I don't know, was it 2000 or 1500 1500 yeah. It was... Uh, they got three for our concept an asininely low amount, but yeah. at the time probably, probably still not that much. Like one mortgage payment, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. "That will buy a fifty-two acres and a mule." So yeah, he's, she's like, "Don't spend more than fifteen hundred. That way, we'll have money to live and pay for your like seventeen spinster sisters and their cats." Yeah, they to really proofread need to, your novel. There's a lot of proofreading, and then he's like, "It's cool. I bought it fifteen hundred down." She's like, "What? What?" Everything and, you did is the opposite of what I said. Yeah. And 4,500 4, more. 4,500 more, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because the house is awesome. And I'm going to fuck that guy next door. It also doesn't have a kitchen and not enough room. But I'm going to write a, the best goddamn whale book you've ever mm-hmm. heard of. It's totally going to be successful. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he thought it, and, you know. Because it's such a good book. It, people Clearly. think so now. Well, uh, They just don't pay him anything because he's <laughs> dead. Because he's dead. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Herman Melville keeps doing a bunch of things to like try to find a reason c- to go talk to Hawthorne. Like he writes a review of yeah, he Hawthorne's writes a, he writes a review of his he, other book where, of his other book where he relates it, Scar- it to Shakespeare. I thought it was the Garden of Eden or something. No, no. What's it called the House of the Seven Gables didn't come out. Oh, yet. That's no, later. One before that comes out. So anyway, it's some other th- he work. writes a, like a particularly effusive review. Extremely. It's like this is like, like if like, Jesus book is blew get his you. Dick wet. It's the best book ever made. Yep. And then he brings it to Nathaniel Hawthorne. It's like the Da Vinci Hawthorne. Code. And Fifty Shades of Grey in one. It's the best book. Fuck. And then brings it to Nathaniel Hawthorne and, and, and is like, yes, I wrote this for you. And Nathaniel Hawthorne is like, uh, okay. Cool, dude. Yeah. He's not <laughs> that excited. Wow. A review it, and I give my thanks weird. to ye. But then they go to the lake. And then they go to the lake. <laughs> But that was like a different trip, I think. I don't know. There's why. also that that meddling woman. You mean his, his wife? wife? <laughs> no, there's a both their wives. <laughs> oh, oh, the, uh, yeah, the, the other, the Jean, other woman. Jeannie. Jeannie. She's Jean. like she well, starts she, a rumor that Nathaniel's no, no that Herman is fucking her. She so figures it out. She's gay. like she's like Nathaniel Hall. She's like Herman. You are the greatest writer, and I know you want to have the man sex with him, but it's don't do that. That's bad. So to hide that. I'll just let everyone think that I'm a woman of loose morals in 1850, and that's going to be totally cool. Well, she lived on a commune of loose morals, apparently, and I was like, wait, where's that at? <laughs> it's definitely Western Massachusetts. Yeah. We're doing all these beers? Things haven't yeah, changed. Definitely. Well, I was thinking about this beer, and I was like, kind of, sort of? So, uh, so the next beer we're doing is called Kind of, Sort of, which is a double IPA. It comes in right at 8%. Uh, it's got Citro, Mosaic, and Brew One. It smells lovely again. It looks again like orange juice. That's the theme today is orange juice. Next time we will read a book about orange juice. The If I Did It by OJ. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Yeah. Yep. Did he actually yeah. write that book? He no, did. He, he did. And then um, he uh, his what, what's the, the, the son, the, the guy he murdered, Jeff Goldblum? What was, it, what was his name? Ron Goldman. Ron and Goldman's estate. His, his father sued yeah. the dick off of OJ. And That's then, a lot of dick. 
<laughs> and then they published it's it anyway. The juice. Because like they, it, in, they got the money for it. OJ lost the civil suit. Yeah. And then they published it. And like the cover is like, if I did it. But the if part is so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so they published it. That's well, all right. funny. I mean, I, you know, props for that. I did not know about that part. Because he fucking did. I'm not sure what that yeah. has to do with it. OJ, yeah, this beer looks like it. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. It's like super tropical fruit flavors. It's as sweet as getting away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> Double murder. Double. Mm. This is fantastic. I don't know what Brew this 1 is. is that, like one of those, that sounds like a science fiction-y. It's one of the other Star Wars movies. It is. It's, uh, it's one of the prequels. Prequel to the prequel? Yeah. But after... Um, it's another yeah, one where uh, they talk about midichlorians and tariffs. There's... Again, several hundred like different hops, and so Brew One's just a specific name of one. I actually don't know where it's grown. Uh, I don't see it around a whole lot. So though. this is made with just that? No, this one actually has Citra, Mosaic, oh. and Brew One. Okay. So Citra and Mosaic we talked about earlier. and then um, You mean last week? Yeah, last <laughs> two, six weeks ago when you were here. Bunch of weeks, you know, yeah. Whatever. Ages. It's a metric month. So, yeah, Mosaic and Citra are pretty popular, and then Brew One's a little less popular. But, yeah, I mean, they all Why did it get such a cooler name? I don't know. It probably there, stands for something, like either the strain or where it's grown. or It's like 7-Up or whatever. Is there, yeah. is there a Brew 2, though? I don't know. It's not as good. Yeah. It's not as <laughs> Just good. Just go with number one. Anyway, um, yeah, it's like Brew fruity, two has, pretty Number fruity. 2 has bits of corn in it. <laughs> so that's why we don't get it. Jesus. So then, <laughs> Melville... So he's trying to get up in that. Buys his house, moves 85 relatives there. And his other one's, the other one's trying to like take, <laughs> take the blame and make sure he doesn't get you know bounced for being a, a man lover. It was, not, it was not cool back then, as opposed to today when you know, then, most writers no, could his, be gay. His scarlet letter would have been S. For sucking that duke. <laughs> I actually just say that in the book. Well, not well, second, he, that, yeah. Mike said. Yeah, that's yeah, what he, he goes through all the He other couldn't letters. figure out what the S was, and then, yeah, like a couple paragraphs later, he's like, oh, sodomy. Uh, Technically, yeah. sucking that dick is sodomy. No, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Anything I think it's when you put it not Anything non vaginal is sodomy. Mm. So it, it was sucking that dick. What about handy? That's, uh, it's not a hole, <laughs> it's a vessel. <laughs> I think you made that up. Yeah, I did. Unrelated. So Hawthorne is all about all the scarlet letter sins of the Puritans, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. It says multiple times, Hawthorne is a Puritan. That's why he won't go through with it. He won't it. bang him because he's got an old, sickly wife. And Melville also seems to think that being married and him being married, but then they get together is not adultery because I, I feel like back, back in the day, it was way more common. That was just like a thing people did. It's like we're both married, so what's the matter? What's the difference if it's well, to so each like other? marrying someone... Oh, because for you know, because you actually liked them was well, not a moving thing. the clan together, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like he was more. It was a eugenics thing. But, but <laughs> Melville had not been invented yet. Melville's whole point in was name. in this book uh, that you can't cheat on your wife with another man because that's different. That's some sweet lawyer shit. If yeah. <laughs> I read that chapter and I was like, man, I don't know. And then and then Hawthorne's like, nah, that's not no, how that's, it works. That's, def- that's definitely still cheating. You dude. definitely yeah. get a letter tattooed like, onto you for that. He's like, even like talking about it and loving each other is cheating. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm a little closer to Hawthorne than Melville, but yeah. <laughs> there's those are those are two extremes. Yes, yes, they it's are. It's like butt stuff isn't cheating. Like, yeah, it is. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheating if you close your eyes. If you say your wife's name during it, it's not, it's not cheating. cheating if you cry the whole time. Like, that's basically what it seemed like Melville was saying. Like, also, it, it seemed like he didn't give a shit that he was cheating. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was, like, I, I, they got the vibe that he was, like, gay and just got married because he had to. Yeah. I mean, he, like, you know, struggled through banging his wife. And then later chapters, 
if I'm skipping ahead. Like, yeah, he finally comes along. Yeah, whatever. He finally comes along, and he's, like, hanging out with uh, Hawthorne, and he's like, oh, God, that's, like, what a real dad's like, and that's what love feels like, and I never had any of that, and, like, he's, As like... As opposed to later on when he said, that's what a real daddy's like, this is what love is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, uh... I think it was more like, that's what a real daddy's like. Remember that part? Yeah, <laughs> I do. It was written gibberish. <laughs> wow, this is so accurate. It looked like Hagrid talking. <laughs> He doesn't understand that reference. Uh, I've seen the movies. He's his. Uh, it's written with ninety percent apostrophes. Oh, Haggard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Scottish. Yeah, that's how they talk. When you read, when you read, get up to book four. Come join us at the soon to be renamed Roseanne Bar. <laughs> it could be Bar None now. It could be Bar None. We need to think of another name for the bathroom then, because the John Goodman was pretty sweet. Yeah, you could, I could still be the John Goodman. He didn't do anything wrong. We just have to look at John Goodman's. You know. Ouvra to think of something that has to do with bars now. The big Lebowchitsky. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. The big Mel- Lebowski. I, I, we could still call it the John Goodman. <laughs> we need to think of a thing for the bar part. Oh, the bar. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, another part you're talking about, like Melville's like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what you do. Because Melville's a dick to his own family. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't give a shit. He treats his wife not. Well, he, he makes them all move to fuck all Massachusetts so he can try, try and fail miserably to bang a dude next door. Yeah, like he makes it sound like moving out of Manhattan to Nowhereville is awesome. And I'm like, eh, it's like, yeah. you know what? This place is great, but let's move to Nebraska because I saw a hot dude. Yep. And no, then I'm not, not going to do has that. Has no money, doesn't know how to farm. My my take was that um, Melville is like his main character Ahab, and Hawthorne is like his main character Hester Prynne, because Melville is monomaniacal. Melville he just, he just only wants that butt. cares about getting with Hawthorne. Manhole maniacal. <laughs> Manhole maniacal. But all the other cons- <laughs> all right. I'll wait. Fine. Okay. And three, two, no. No, they're still laughing. They can't. <laughs> you can keep going. It's okay. I don't know. Manhole maniacal is. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. So, so Melville doesn't care about anything. Any of the other considerations, like I have no money. No one else in my family wants to do this. I'm just going to go and move the entire family to Massachusetts so that I can be closer to Hawthorne. Whereas Hawthorne, even though he seems to kind of want it too, is a Puritan and he's married to his wife and he's he doesn't self, want self denial. Exactly. Which is, you know, what Puritans did. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and so uh, that's why he can't possibly go through with it. And he keeps turning Melville down over and over again. And who is the other one? Esther? So Hester Prynne is Hester. the is the is the woman with the Scarlet, Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. In the Scarlet Letter. So what you're saying is you read the book and analyzed it. Tried to, yeah. Yeah. I made a lot of puns. <laughs> yeah, you just were doing puns every chapter. I'm just waiting for the chance to call him Captain Gayhab right now. Mm. So that's not making it into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, kind of what it, it is. He's like, oh, I just need to harpoon him, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's what he wants to do. It's not, <laughs> I'm not judging. That's, what, that's all he's focused on. He's like, I need to have the sex with Nathaniel Hawthorne. So bad. It burns my loins. I'm willing to risk Everything. total penury for that penis. Right? <laughs> Pen- you planned that one out ahead of time. I didn't. It just happened. That's like the sheep joke from Jurassic Park. It just, okay. it just happened as I was talking, and I regret nothing. I don't even know what the sheep joke. Did you listen uh, to Jurassic Park? Uh, 
You should. That's a funny one. It's very funny because yeah. we just make fun of the book the whole time. Yeah. I mean, if we could, you know, say we're funny, but but he's a dick. Yeah, I totally hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. Like, and it is like Ahab because in Moby Dick, Ahab is just fixated on getting the whale. He doesn't give a shit about the crew. He doesn't even care about why he's been charged with being on the ship, which is to go hunt go whales. Hunt whales. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, I got to hunt that whale. That whale. And Melville's doing the same thing. It's actually a really astute observation that I didn't really connect when so I read it. taking this metaphor further, or farther, one of the two. Uh, uh, further. Writing, degree. writing Moby Dick is the voyage, is, is the voyage of the Pequod, because... Melville thinks by writing the most amazing book ever that he's both going to win Hawthorne's affection and become a success, big success. And that really like he's so focused on writing the book because that's how he's going to catch his white whale. And he's like feverishly writing, scribbling for hours at a time Mm -hmm. that his hand is all cramped and shit when he's not, you know, masturbating. And which they do mention. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in there burnishing the, the knob and the pen. The quill. He's making his quill spill ink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he's just churning out pages of the book. In real life, Melville wrote the book, Moby Dick, in like six months or something like that, or a year. Well, it was not very it's, long. It's still possible that crazy. In real life, he's talking about just this last, because they're, they're leaving out like all the rewrites. But just because he had written a, published a book a year and a half earlier, and in a book a year before that, like he really churned it out fast. Just to write, I mean, whether you enjoy Moby Dick or not, to write that much crap down it's, is it's impressive. incredibly long. It's dense. Even in the book, when they're talking about all his, his wife and his sisters editing it, they're like, what the fuck am I even reading? Yeah. Yeah. It's all in sailor what's, talk. What's a fadala or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. what's a fadala? I was like, he's a, he's, a, he's a man from the Middle East. Like, what is that? So how about this next beer? The next beer is called People Power. Uh, we're actually releasing it tomorrow in Cannes, so it'll probably, probably be gone by the time this thing comes up. Uh, People Power is uh, it's a group of uh, brewers who have united together. and so uh, there's Against over the British. Close. It's over uh, 50 breweries have uh, signed 50. this pledge. 5-0. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. And every brewery like, is brewing their own beer, and they all call it People Power. It's all across uh, the U.S. Okay. And so then, everyone has their own version. Yeah, and then we give like 10% of the proceeds to the ACLU. So it's like basically a fundraiser beer for the ACLU. Uh, for us, we did a double IPA, and we did Citra Mosaic. Wait, no, we didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the wrong I line. I don't know how to read. Simcoe and Amarillo. We did Simcoe and Amarillo. And then we're donating. Is Amarillo uh, another hop? Yep, yep, yep. I want to say it's a little more earthy, so it's not quite quite as like citrus and as some of the other ones have been. But we obviously it's like a, it's like a real amarillo when they roll into a ball and covered in dirt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tastes exactly like that. <laughs> but yeah, so like it started. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think uh, Threes actually came up with the idea of of it and uh, of, the, of beer. the whole concept. Yeah, and then yeah, if you go to like peoplepowerbeer.com then you can see, like, the list of all the different beer breweries that have done it. So it's, like, a lot of New York and East Coast ones, but there's some West Coast, Hawaii, all that kind of stuff. So they're all over. Is, is there, like, a any sort of a frame for the beer, or is it just anything, anything you want to make? Anything you want to do, just make it, call it people power, and give some of the proceeds away. And it doesn't... I don't know. It's like, I look at the list, and there's nobody huge on it. You know, it's not like Sierra Nevada or Sam Adams stepped up yet. But... Uh, right now, the concept is that we're brewing it uh, now, so it comes out the 4th of July, and then the second one will come out uh, Election Day. So we're doing, the concept is that we'll be doing two a year for whatever breweries want to participate. So, I don't know, 4th of July, America, election, you know, America. America. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's all based on, like, 
concerns of uh, civil liberties and where that's going right now. So power but, to the people. Power, yes, please. Anyway, cheers. Uh, but yeah, so we're releasing that one and combining forms over this, the Fourth uh, of July. Uh, New England, or yes, is it double. Yeah. Is that mutually exclusive? Mutually exclusive? I don't. I don't know. You know what? I guess it could be exclusive, but I don't think I've ever seen a double dry hop West Coast style IPA okay. that I'm aware of. So the dry hopping would generally mean it was unfiltered because the filtering is already done. I'm making this up because I don't know. Dry hopping is when they just drop hops into the post well, it's boil. Usually, yeah, it's post. Yeah, so, so you it's in the fermentation so you don't tank. filter. It's like after the yeast is basically done. When, with, it, when is the normal filtering done? It's in between that fermentation tank and the bright tank. They'll have a big old filtration process. And we will we filter out the hop, like the solid the physical, matter. Yeah. But like you there's some places yeah. that will actually drop in like little tablets that will actually create. They'll attach to the stuff that is creating like haze and color. And then that like solid chunks go to the bottom of the tank. And they filter that out so you get a clearer beer. I mean, that's generally, like, the big, big companies okay. dealing with their loggers and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's like this New England thing. You're just dumping in a bunch of hot particle into the filtration, into the fermentation tank, transfer it over. And a lot of that, like, color, and I'm going to use the word residue, but, like, that's not technically what it is, moves its way into the, the bright tank, which is where we carbonate a beer before we package it for kegging and canning. And so, like... Yeah, there's just we're not nobody filters that out in the New England IPA. So you're not getting chunks of hops, but you're getting everything else from it. Is there like a whirlpool step somewhere? There is, but like there's not a lot of people that. I mean, we do it in the kettle. Everybody like our size does it in the kettle. There are actual places that own like a, a whirlpool, uh, a centrifuge it's kind a of a separate thing. device. Yeah, exactly. So it allows them to brew a lot of beer a lot faster, do a lot quicker turns. We're not quite doing that yet, uh, but yeah, like it's. Generally, yeah. It's like when you're in the kettle, you just kind of get the, the beer moving around a circle. The wort, if you want to get technical. And then you move the wort to wart. the uh, fermentation tank. Uh, and then what should be left in the kettle is a big old pile of hops right in the middle. The bittering hops are left over at that point. But Now, when you homebrew, you could, like, put the hops in a, a sack, you know, like a... Yeah. Like a tea infuser thing? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, we do both. It depends. I actually don't know why, which one we do which. But, I mean, I know that we have... a. a a reason why we do certain beers certain can't way. Get, you can't get a bag big enough. <laughs> that might be it. It's a very yeah. large bag. When you want to teabag your beer. Yeah. It's not really but yeah, we appetizing. Do, we do both. So we'll drop in like basically what is essentially like a, a pretty tight nylon mesh sack of hops into the kettle. Uh, and then you can just pull it out when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you spin it around quickly and then you're left with a cone that you'll pull out later. Whatever works, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, that is a delicious beer. It's going to make me vote. This is is lovely. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah, uh, I see what you're saying about the earthy flavor. It is not yeah. as like pineapple-y as the other ones. I find Simcoe for me personally to be a little bit more earthy. Like it's not it's like a more dirt. muted. Yeah. It's it's not it's not floral. It's not citrus. It's not dirt. But it's yeah. a little closer to dirt <laughs> than uh, than some of the other guys. And then the, I think the uh, uh, Amarillo is kind of similar. Although, I don't know. I don't just generally walk around and eat raw hops. So. Does anyone? Yes. 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 Really? 
Is it like a brewer thing where yeah, I've got to know the flavor? Or is it seriously? like a weird person from like fucking Oregon or something? Should we uh, both? Why not both? Our, our guys don't do it, but I see it like where people just smash up the hops and they rub it and they sniff it. and They, they do like, like a line of it? Eat it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> our guys just do the lines of it. Well, I mean, that's mm. the best <laughs> way. It hits the system faster that way. So I hear. <laughs> All right. So do we finish the plot yet? We're, right now, oh, we're down. There's, there's, there's a, a little, little more. more. They haven't had a breakup yet. They bought a house. He's living there, and uh, ladies are always. And they sick. go by. They go by. Uh, their lady oh, problems. A, a walk by the lake, and they're like hanging around, and they're all of talking a sudden, about books. And Melville's like, "Look at his beautiful hair. It's the best guy." I'd like to hold on to hair. it from behind. Chestnut hair that it's. I like to hold on to his chest to his, and bust a nut. Sticks to his nuts. <laughs> what? I missed that part. He said chestnut, and he just said, <laughs> mm-hmm. he took the chest and the nut part, and he added a few extra words. I like a nut on his chest, either way. I missed that part. Oh, yeah. Well, it, he that. did not no. do it, but he would have liked there's to have a, done it. There was a lot of desire to run his fingers through hair. Yeah. Look at those locks, not the hair those on his head. ringlets, his densely curled pubes. In my head, this whole book, I thought he was wearing one of those Vic, like Victorian wigs. I know he wasn't, but I like to imagine that. Yeah. They, I think they just had... If you ever see a picture of Melville, he had a dense, like... I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't think he had like, one of those, like, long rows I of, just like, imagine Hawthorne was hair. a little more like Michael Bolton. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I could see that. Yeah, 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 yeah a little yeah. more Michael Bolton looking. I mean, it's impossible well, to be more I handsome. Under, now I understand the whole book. Yeah. Oh, Michael Bolton. When a man loves a man... I should not think about Michael Bolton in the last 17 years. I don't know a second song by Michael Bolton. He just does shitty covers. I he kind of does. I highly recommend you watch his uh, Valentine's Day special, which is on Netflix. I kind I kind of it's through the uh, Lonely Lonely Island. Island Oh yeah, he did the song with them, like the Jack Sparrow song. Jack Sparrow song, which makes his way in. Spoiler alert to the uh, (laughs) Valentine's Day special. I think he has a healthy sense of self joking, which I can respect. They probably also paid him. Yeah, also money. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you remember this, Jimmy, but when we were in high school, we killed uh, Rick James. Do you remember this? We did kill Rick James. Yeah, we did that. It was you and me. It's our fault. So uh, we killed him. We went to see Primus. Where I bought this shirt. At, at the, that exact show. This exact at t-shirt, because that's how cheap I am. I'm wearing this 14-year-old shirt. I threw mine away. It uh, was too old. I wore it too many times. Uh, we saw Primus at Radio City Music Hall 2004, and uh, they had a poster for upcoming shows, and one was Rick James' and opening act, Morris Day in the Time. Morris Day. And this was right at the peak of, of wow. Dave Chappelle, I'm Rick James' bitch. And we're like, we have to, we have to go see that. Jungle Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know one other song by Morris Day in the Time. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, Kevin Smith movies. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So then we were going to buy the tickets, but they were like $100 when for the shittiest seats. When, in high school. when you're 15, it's like, I'm not going to do that. So we didn't go, and then Rick James died. Like a week, like a week later. Yeah, not long after that concert. So that was our only chance to see him. So we were like, holy shit. We killed Rick James. We have the power to kill people. And so now I, I, I purposely don't go to shows with people I won't like. Well, like six months after that, there was a Michael Bolton and like, I don't want to say, I want to say Kenny G. It was like, the, yes, it was. It was, like, it was Michael Bolton, Michael Kenny, Bolton G. Kenny G. Michael Bolton and Kenny G tour. Like, don't buy a ticket. Like they were trying to be killed. Buy zero <laughs> tickets. <laughs> don't buy anything. It's going to crash. That bus is going to go off a mountain. It's going to be like misery. <laughs> They're going to get eaten in the woods by a fan. Kathy Bates is going to eat your feet. <laughs> <laughs> But they lived somehow, so our power only worked. Your power once. only worked. Power only worked in Rick James <laughs> with a pile of coke. <laughs> Rick James and his wife kidnapped a woman and held her hostage for a week and beat her and raped her. Well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's a real thing that happened. Well, really? Yeah. 
Rick James was a super freak. Yeah, yeah. no, no. He, he, he and his wife <laughs> fucking super kidnapped a woman <laughs> and <laughs> held her. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. It's I so, believe it. It's so intense. It's like he got away with it because of Rick James. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was his defense, yeah. Buy yourself a new couch. <laughs> <laughs> this one's Fuck covered in rape couch. and old rope ties from when we held you here. I mean, are we talking the 80s? 80s was a crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Rick James in like 1983. That shit went down all the time. You're not going to persecute him and everyone else that tied someone to a chair in their basement for a week. Thankfully, the jails will be overflowing. Thankfully, things are a little better. Because Rick James is dead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So what happens? They kiss? They hold well, hands? They, what happens? Well, like, Herman Melville makes a move. And? And? Then Hulk was like, nah, son. I don't fuck with that. Well, he made no. a move early. And Nathaniel was like, nah. And then there was like a silence of six months or some shit. Yeah, Melville's just constantly sending him letters like, hey, man, how's it going? What's your dick taste like? Handle those balls? Come on. <laughs> he tries all the weird, like, ooh, I'll be, like, secretive. and Yeah, he, write, he writes letters with, like, crazy, <laughs> heavily laden in metaphors. Yeah. And just like, he won't respond. He's like, he's, like a, he's like a fucking child. Yeah, that got nothing. So I'll try this other letter. Mm, that got nothing. Well, I'm just going to go on over there. Yeah, eventually just like, I'm going to go to his house. And he's like, oh, man, sorry, I can get you back to your letters. Like, that bitch, he never yeah. got back to my letters. And then later, Hawthorne's like, yo, my wife's going to be out of town. Do you want to come by for the week? It's like, wait, and what about how, all those? How, how did he spell that? <laughs> <laughs> week? Uh, yeah. DTF and uh, Melville is like on his pony riding on over there and then he rode on his pony again (laughs) except not let the boy watch because it's just there with his son son building snowmen yeah well and then later yeah they have a man bunny rabbit what's his hind legs or whatever and it's like they're just hindquarters so reading reading this book by the way made me want to just go buy like bottles of brandy yeah, they dr- every other mm, scene, yeah. they're drinking a brandy and smoking a cigar. Like how much they drank I was back just in like, the day? Like, we drank a bottle of brandy. I was like, oh, my God, are you We thought we dead? were bad. Yeah, I was like, oh. Like, I can't I'm drink missing. half a bottle of liquor in a handful of hours. Yeah, I know alcohol has changed over the course of time. Has it changed that, that much? much? Exactly. That they're just downing four cigars a day and a couple bottles of brandy. It's I'm like, like in an evening. Yeah. Oh. Like, I never get drunk enough to fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne. I didn't really uh, write enough today. It's like, oh, maybe because you were fucking lit out of your brain. Brain by like <laughs> noon. No, uh, American per capita alcohol consumption peaked in the 19th century. But it must have been, and I guess it's appropriate well, to discuss this. Under we're in a brewery that makes, you know, a quality product. They must have had some shitty brandy. Oh, yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Really bad. Although, I mean, but then he's like, oh, this is French, and he opened it and all that. And I was like, that sounds <laughs> dope. Like, literally, I was reading that and I was like, ooh, coriander? <laughs> ooh. Uh, <laughs> so exotic. Yeah. It's like, Nobody drinks brandy anymore. Like, yeah, was that uh, Henny? Yeah, Henny, Henny and Cavassier. Oh God, pass a hen, dog. So ladies' men, the ladies' but, uh, men drink Cavassier. So yeah, he comes back in the summer. That meets the bunny. Uh, Wait, he'll get sweaty out. And then I don't know what happens after that. I'm dying to know. Do they kiss? They kiss. They get. They eventually, they, they actually, get. Yes. They get. They get even more drunk on brandy. Thank God. And That's the only way to do they, it. In 1851. They, they touch mouths for a minute. <gasps> and Mel then Nathaniel like, yes. casts him out. He's like, no, you have to get the fuck out of here. Melville's got a full-on raging boner. Yeah, he had a couple earlier. He's like, I felt, he felt it. He was like and they tearing did, they through his They did not have dry pants. cleaning back then, so he had to throw away the pants. Nice. <laughs> so then Melville just... No, it's, it's a sperm whale, guys. <laughs> <Nice>. Sperm whale. <laughs> sperm whale. <laughs> it's the spermaceti oil, I swear. 
So then Melville just goes home and looks over, or what? And he just he just morning. goes all emo for a while, mm. for sure. And he puts uh, out his shitty book. Do we need more beers? Then their love affair turns a bit sour. What's is interesting because our next beer is the Zero Point, which is a coconut goza, which is a sour flavor. It's also interesting because they're both into D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, only one of them was into Doe's nuts. No, they were both war, but only one was open about it. I always thought that word was pronounced ghost because I'm an idiot. I mean, I, heard, I, I read it as ghost because we're American, but yeah. making sense that it, it's Gosa. You can, I've heard both. Is it a German word? Go, uh, Belgian. Yeah, Belgian. Belgian. Any language other than English, it would be Gosa. You, so you can do both pronunciations, but I say Gosa, which seems to be the more popular. But That's some because, people uh, do say that. Guy and Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's Ghostbusters 1. Go, oh. Goza. Goza the Gozarian. Vigo, Vigo was Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian. Uh, I just looked. It's this one's actually six percent, so it's a little stronger than the Green Star. Hmm. Ooh, the coconut though is actually this a, is really a, good. It's like yeah. oh my god, I don't taste coconut at all, which it's is only good because <laughs> I don't like coconut. It's very it, it, there's not, a lot of coconut. How do you not taste coconut? Maybe I'm just fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I think like, I, I think you get it more. It's like the tartness is the first thing I notice, and then the coconuts. Yeah, coconuts like, afterward for sure. There's like a literal shit ton of coconut in this. It's, I get, it's I, there. In, in the aftertaste, yes. yes. But in, like, in the, the, in the initial, in. it's coconut. It's kind of a subtle flavor, and the the sour tart thing kind of overpowers it. But the aftertaste, yes. I if I stop drinking it, which is hard for me. Yeah. That tastes like coconut. There's even like a this is you know, creamy mouthfeel I don't like coconut, it. but this mm-hmm. is, it's actually it's nice. It's quite yeah. nice. This is the kind of sour gosa whatever I can get on board with. Yeah, this is not. And again, it's it's very good. It doesn't taste really sour at all. Again, it's a kettle sour. It's not quite as tart, I would say, as the green star that we had. It it tastes kind of like juice. But uh, yeah, this I can just chug all summer long. How strong is this? Six. So the green star is four. This is six. So it's like a little bit higher. This is a dangerous one. Yeah, it's not the strongest, but it's something you could forget there is boozing at all. All of a sudden, you're Mm -hmm. like. A couple packs in. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> yeah, a the voice of packs. experience talking there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had 14 of these. Is that okay? What's, I don't know if good or bad. It's like my girlfriend's favorite beer that we've ever done. So we've done it twice now. And she's like, get me that beer. And I'm like, okay. I feel that. I feel but that. But then I get I mean, home and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just take one. And, you know, like, or nine. No, or, you know, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, I got to go back to work tomorrow and buy more beer. Do you get an employee discount? I do. So, uh, yeah, this one. So how much of your paycheck goes straight back? Into the company, <laughs> the company exactly. store, a few hours definitely. Like a coal miner, some great yeah. rash shit. I mean, there's like the uh, definitely like every every brewery, it's the uh, shift drink kind of thing. So I, I definitely imbibe in that. in the summer here. Yes, it's, this is better than water. Yeah, I feel like after sweating here for nine hours, you're just like, get me, get me liquid in me. Uh, but our beers That's are really nice. Herman. That's what Herman said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, do they limit you? I don't know if you, you since you've heard us, our, 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 our intensive interviews with other brewery workers. Limit my drinking? Will they be like, <laughs> hey, you could have one beer a shift? Uh, you know, so so far, no. Uh, it's not become a problem. I think if we had... Are they, they are they this podcast? Higher, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I think like if uh, somebody ever, oh, I take advantage of it and I drink four cases a night or whatever, then maybe I they would... person would be dead. Yeah, I was going to say, then maybe they would be like, we should cut you off. I don't think they'd be a good employee, yeah. period. Yeah, exactly. They spend all the time in the bathroom shitting blood. Yeah, I mean, I think they like it, like, that we want to hang out you here. Enjoy that the we product. like our beer, that we want to talk to the people that are drinking it. Like, even you guys, when you were waiting for me earlier today, we're talking to some random ass dude that was like, "Yo, I don't even know." That what guy had a nice uh, hit a blog. Yeah, so it was like 400 breweries in 45 states in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know 
How he has the money to do that. I don't think he has a job. Yeah, not anymore. That's a life, man. So, like, it's really fun, actually, for a lot of us to be like, you know, you just toil in the back and then you just, what, grab a four pack and go home and drink it like a hobbit? And it's like, no, it's fun to actually, like, hang out and be like, what do you think of this? The the bosses are very conscious of uh, how many beers have you had? How are you getting home? What so, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is that like a is that like a safety thing or is that a it's a liability both. issue? I think they actually care about it. God yeah. damn your phone, bro! Put your phone on your it's, side. It's totally my fault. <laughs> just put it somewhere else. It just it that makes is the not st- a safe place. It makes the machine do. make noise. The worst place. No, it doesn't. I'm it doesn't. Not, I'm not gonna hit that. Put it, put it on the coconut. Dude. I'm, I, I'm not gonna now, hit it. His own phone. But yeah, I'm okay. literally like hitting your phone into the only puddle in the room. So now I think we're good. I get it. Anyway, I'm glad you guys like the uh, zero point. It's really nice. very good. Yeah. Really nice. So what does zero point refer to? Is that just like a cool name? It's about gravity. It's about how quick it takes to kill you. Uh, I actually, <laughs> that one, I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> reference on it. It could be anything. It could be like actually, yeah, science of brewing kind of thing. It could be some weird, not weird, uh, life. I don't know. Once you read the zero point, blah, blah. Some like random science bullshit? Yeah. So I don't know. One of the sciences. Um, Sometimes I ask, and they're just like, blah, 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 and it goes out my other ear, and I'm like, all right. Sometimes I ask, I'm like, that's really cool. So on zero point, I might have asked, and I didn't actually hear. Anyway. Not even on the menu. That's how uh, sweet this is. Yes. This is an exclusive in cans only Very at nice. this point. We've sold out of the kegs. Wow. It is delicious. It, it, it is. If, if you described this to me and said, this is a coconut sour barrel, I would tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Those are both things I hate. But. Yeah, you're thinking like you're going to suck in your cheeks and pucker up. Yeah. And, then and like the rest tastes like coconut. <laughs> coconut, like, but like this is, suntan this oil. This is fucking, this is pretty fucking banging. Good. Yeah, Thank it's you really good. It's way better we're than not sucking, sucking on We're not nuts. just sucking your dick because we're here. Mm. But, I mean, since you're here, though. Everything we've had has been, <laughs> has been pretty, I don't think I've had a, a consistent brewery where I've liked pretty much all of them. I agree. I also, I haven't, I don't think I've had a uh, brewery that I've drank this volume of. I definitely have. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone to like breweries to really explore a lot of it. I mean, I'll go to anywhere there's beverages to be drunk. Yeah, you missed out on the Rockaway one, right? I did. We yeah. had a lot of beer there. I went to Three's we Brewing did, yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> nice. That's good stuff. And Thank I you. had one or two. One was okay, uh, unless you want to talk to us later, Three's, and that was great. <laughs> they came but the, uh, the, what the fuck was it called? The SFY? That was bananas. We've done a Three's Brewery beer on the podcast. We've done more than one, I think. The the SFY was hands down one of the best beers I've ever had. Their Pilsner is fantastic. It's one of the better Pilsners, which I always get it wrong. It's like Fillet or Fillet. Sorry, Three's. They only only had like six six on tap when I was there. But they came up with People Power. Props to them. And they did a Pride beer. So I'm like, good job. It's our Pride book. It is our pride <laughs> book. Yes, this is our pride book. So, all right, where are we at in the plot? He was lying to his wife. Yes. Did he prides? Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, he, 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 he came on to... Oh, no, no. They're they hanging out. They have, and he, they, they make ma- out. They made out a little bit, and Nathaniel's like, get the fuck out of here, you dirty bitch. And then Melville keeps like sniffing around his house at night. In yeah, the, for and like, like months. In the snow months. with like no jacket on. And people are like, who's that homeless man <laughs> running around in the snow? And they're like... And eventually, eventually he shows up, and Nathaniel's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm having a party, you dumb bitch. I have this abolitionist here. We're talking about the brown man struggle, not I'm your, about, not your brown, brown eye struggle. Str- brown yeah. hole struggle. Air five. And then... Uh, <laughs> I see what you're picking up. He's like, just please, please just make the sweet love to me. And Mel, Nathaniel Hawthorne's like, mm, no. And then Hermel acts like a fucking little emo bitch. Like he's been on the dashboard confessional all day. 
makes a few sassy comments. And Daniel's like, get the fuck out of my home. He does, however, get his wife pregnant. Who's, yeah. Who gets whose wife? Everybody's so wife Melville gets pregnant. Gets his own Hawthorne wife has a new kid. Hawthorne, yeah, yeah. Hawthorne had a wife, but his wife had that weird pregnancy illness you have in the yeah. old days where you're going to die the whole time and yep. you don't. But she, had like, manages, she had like migraines or whatever. Migraines he managed to shove his, <laughs> shove his stuff into his wife with his thumbs or something. Because she wants to have a girl. Mm-hmm. And well, that, he does too. And she's going to be named Hope because Hope. that's all he has. See, all he has is Hope. Hope to fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yeah. Then it turns out at the end of the book, it's a boy. Can't name the boy Hope. Because he's into that. <laughs> Hopeless. <laughs> yeah, when she's like, why do you love me? And he's like, fuck. Yeah, she's like, I, I don't love know. you because you are, you know, this, that, and the other, and she I love has our like son. An essay, and then he's like, I don't know, you work hard. Your dad's got the money. Yeah, it's pretty he, sweet. Why do you like our son? Um, yeah, he's my son. Mostly dick stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh god. He doesn't shit on me that much. That's rough. That's pretty much it. Uh, so when does the mm, dick? When's the dick come out? The movie Dick. It never fucking does. No, in this, it doesn't. Oh, the book he meant. The, <laughs> the Moby Dick. The white, the white whale. Well, the book comes out, and he's like, Mel, and actually, earlier on, there's a point where he meets Mel uh, Hawthorne, and Hawthorne's like, I bought all of your books, see? He, and he, he even, like, strings Melville along. He's like, I need you to do an errand for me and bring this package and deliver it to my rear. And <laughs> the package. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty heavily laden. And then he's like, what's in the package? And it's uh, all of Melville's books. He's like, I'm going to read them over the weekend because, you know, we don't have TV yet. <laughs> and then <laughs> he, he's like, oh, they're wonderful books. I love them. They're all about sailors and seamen. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, Hawthorne pumps out a book or two. <laughs> he really does write an amazing number of books. It was, well, it, it was, it was the most prolific part of his career, they keep saying. And then Hawthorne uh, pumps him out. And he's like, here you go. Check this book out. I'm not going to talk to you, but read my book. And then Melville reads it. Like, it's the greatest book ever because you're the Shakespeare of my, you know, this generation or any generation. Shakespeare blows. Please blow me. And then and speaking of which, we should do another beer. We should. We speaking of Shakespeare, uh, we should move into the. We're going to grab the middle of these three. It's called the double session. Sesh. Well, that's kind of what we did today. <laughs> which is a wit beer. It's like not our flagship, but it's one of the more common beers that will will it's the most repeated beer other than the Finback IPA. Take so the that you make this often. Yes, yeah. So it's again it's four point eight percent. Uh it's kind of their take on what I would say a Belgian style is. Uh Szechuan peppercorn, ginger and chamomile. Szechuan peppercorn? Szechuan. So it's like spicy as fuck? No. 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 That's the thing is you read it and you're like, this is gonna be spicy. That's and weird. then you drink it. Why is well, it called spicy? That. Yeah, you just get the flavor of it, but it's not like the overall spiciness of it. It's it's not like red. I mean it's just yeah, so Szechuan peppercorn, ginger chamomile. It has a vague tea like flavor to it. It's like tea. It's herbal yeah. herbal tea after yeah. yeah. definitely. It t- lemon yeah. hint or something in there. I get that. You smell it? Or maybe that's just There's an orange just... zest. So, oh, okay. Not way off. Yeah, so a little bit of the orange peel. Um, also delicious. No, no, no. Let me finish this one first before <laughs> we mix it with <laughs> that different, one. It's a different oh. beer. No, 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 no yeah, yeah. You just hit his hand away. He won't take the cup then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the first beer. So Basil and Kevin, the owners, were home brewing before they opened Finback, like most people that open breweries. And this is one of the first ones that they were like honing it in. So they made this at home. Yep, yep. And they were winning like Little awards. No, I, that sounds belittling. Uh, they were winning some gigantic <laughs> awards with At this little beer. Little events. They won a uh, fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Yes, <laughs> with this beer, they crushed Just the personally, world. Personally, this beer ended the Bosnia-Croatia conflict. And they were like, we should maybe <laughs> open a brewery. And so this is one of the ones that they were I definitely brewing work. beforehand. And it's one of the very first beers they brewed at Finback. So. It's, it's nice. It, it, d- it does have a... It, 
It I, also ended some wars. It, what? It ended some wars. Oh, well, yeah. It's that good. Was it Bosnia, Serbia? Not Bosnia, Croatia. Uh, it was. And those were all kind of the like, same country. That's when all of Yugoslavia broke up into the yeah. six countries that it is today. Is it six? I think it's six. I thought it was only three, but it's no, I feel like it's more than four. Montenegro, Croatia. Well, Montenegro Albania. is uh, Albania isn't it like separate. something and Montenegro or Bosnia and Herzegovina is yeah, one country. Herzegovina. And then there's Kosovo. Kosovo is own country, right? Right. Fuck. And then there's uh, Croatia. Croatia. I went to Montenegro. Very beautiful place. The Slavic thing. Well, Yugoslavia it was one. It was of the, the Southern Slavs? Is what yeah. Yugoslavia meant. Thank you, Tito. Not not Tito Jackson. Tito's vodka. Joseph Tito was the like the strong man that held it together. He when was. he died, they were like, "Fuck that shit! We'll make our own countries that'll also suck." Mm-hmm. And then they did that. Yeah, they and do, I went there. They my tourist twenty went far. Game of Thrones in Croatia. Is that right? That's yeah. uh, uh, one there. season. Yeah, Ca- a couple of seasons. The, the main the main city, the big fancy city, is Dubrovnik. Hmm. Uh, King's Landing. King's Landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, the book comes out. Moby Dick comes out. Moby Dick Finally. comes out. And and everyone hates it. Well, there was you know, there's a real Still. there's a real reason. Ouch that people were kind of annoyed with it. One was that the British version cut they, out they the epilogue. Left, left mm-hmm. off the important chapters. Where, where Ishmael lives. Yeah, so like, wait, how is this guy telling the story? He just died. And then Melville's like, please, no, he's alive. Pining for Nathaniel oh. Hawthorne. And then people were like, that's stupid. That book doesn't make any sense. Were they called different names? Was the English one called the whale? Yes. And then the American version was called Moby Dick. Dick. Moby Dick with a hyphen. And then in this book, I learned that apparently everything is just called Dick in nautical world. So all the whales are dicks, yeah, they and they just, just have different dicks everywhere. Dicks everywhere. And there's like Moby They're Dick and, and something else. Nothing Dick but nothing but dicks and semen out yeah. on the sea. Well, there was a the Moby Moby Dick was based on a real whale. Who also had Dick in his name, but I forgot what it, his real whale name was. Mope. Based on Moby, Mocha, Mocha Dick. Was it Mocha Dick? It was Mocha Dick. Mocha yeah. Dick. Because it was that sounds, not a white that whale. Sounds, <laughs> sounds way worse. Give me that Mocha Dick. No, that, that was the real thing. <clears throat> and as we said in our last episode, it was based on the real sinking of the Essex, a real whaling ship, yes. that, where the whale really did attack the ship, and it sank. Well, after a while, someone's throwing harpoons at you. You're going to fight back. Okay. You're going to be pissed at those little dudes. Suck my whale dick. You knock their ship down into the ocean. I, I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying no, that's yeah. what happened. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's mean to piss off a whale. All right, so uh, next beer. Oh, I actually want to go with the less foamy one. So, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. We'll go with the foamy one. <laughs> We're going with a foamy one. It's called the Replenish, which is a IPA dry hop with Citra and Columbus. Oh, so it can navigate. Yeah. No, it can't. It will take over your countries. It will get to the wrong country. Say, this is good enough. Very good navigator, in some respects. Yeah, he made. He did not believe that the world was flat or anything. No, that that was not true. No, but he (laughs) He understood the wrong continent. Yeah, he didn't understand that there was, I don't know, a couple other continents in the way. Because no one knew they Nobody existed. Else knew. That's yeah, not yeah. his fault. Yeah. I mean, he also thought the world was much smaller than it was. Yeah. It turns out that's because, you know, this is a pre-metric he's Europe. Italian, you know how much they only think about themselves. And <laughs> everybody had, like, you know, a mile in one country meant something different than a mile somewhere else. And there were, like, 4,000 countries that make up now Italy. And so I'm not saying there weren't other factors, yeah. but still, he got the size of the planet wrong. Wrong. By totally. Yeah, totally. He did. By like 40%. He, he, he was still a dickbag. Did he also think that Spanish and Indian? What the hell is it? He called them, he called he called them the Indians, Indians because he no, thought he was I mean, India. It, the, I'm sorry, the people that live in India speak a language, but I don't imagine it's Indian. They speak like a there's thousand like, languages. Like, yeah, yeah. So many. None of those sound Spanish. No, but he, he probably understood it. He sailed for and, Spain. And then let's also just say that the people in 
Mexico and whatever. He landed in what, they don't like, look Indian. He landed in Hispaniola. But he had or? never seen an Indian either. Like he uh, sailed around the Mediterranean, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really cutting the guy some slack. He's a dick. Every time I dump the uh, Columbus, and I'm like, thanks, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Nathaniel Hawthorne also said. Yeah. Same thing you do with them Hitler hops. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, hops. <laughs> uh, these are some lovely named hops. Anyway, again, it's... It, it smells nice. Yeah, it smells it, nice. We, uh, why do we keep brewing with these Timothy McVeigh hops? <laughs> Which one is this? This is Replenish? Replenish, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer face eater. Nice little, like, 6% hops. IPA. <laughs> it's oh. nice. It's a nice summer beer. I like these Jack the Ripper hops. I feel like I have to go home and finish a book. I'm like... If you're just, one chapter out, man, you got kind of... Just for the readers, I'm, like, 20 pages away. Or the it, readers. It, I mean the if listeners. If you've gone that far... Those that are reading along, I'm definitely finishing it. Unlike, unlike Herman Melville. You are one shit away from the end. Yeah, like, like, like I was <laughs> and like... And after this, you're going to have to take that shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, can I just tell them I'm coming into work late? And, uh... She just brought it and hid in the bathroom. <laughs> hey guys, I ate something. Oh. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> This, uh, this grocery angry, store angry bears. Grocery store sushi is not holding up. Um, <laughs> this is delicious, by the way. The replenish. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel replenished. Very nice. I'm ready to drink all, all the beers again. That's how replenished I feel. I don't feel that way. No, I've never felt that way. <laughs> I have. I've had that feeling. I need to do it again. I have certainly had the yeah, feeling and, and realized and it was then, not the truth right yeah, away. Yes, and then the <laughs> next day I'm like, why did I have that feeling? It was a false beer prophet. <laughs> He misled me. Last time I had that feeling was at McKellar after a Mets game. I was like, I'm going home. And my girlfriend's like, but you haven't been to McKellar yet. And I'm like, I'm good. She's like, we're going. And I was like, eight drinks later or whatever. I'm like, why did we do this? And this, they don't do those little pours anymore. You have to buy a full beer. Yeah. a lot of beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, I made a commitment. Good for that, you, man. That night. All right. Um, so, yeah. Then they, uh, he pulls out the book and he's like, Melville, I'm sorry, Hawthorne, please read my book. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure it's great. I'll read that. You know, when I get a chance. And then it kind of just fucking ends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of... Well, I mean, they have a final dinner it's together. Kind of, I feel like maybe it's supposed to be at a climactic because he does not fucking thank Hawthorne. And well, there's so no evidence that Much like the last... Not during the book. Not during the book, but all, like he, it does not happen. So, therefore, bleh. Well, that's a, so the book is historical fiction. Not only was Nathaniel Hawthorne and Herman Melville and all the other characters in the book were real people, but their correspondence, which is, which is used within the book, often... They write a lot of letters. Their letters to each other uh, are at least partially based on real things, either based on journal entries or, or actual surviving letters, or even their dialogue with each other is based on surviving letters or journal entries. Yeah. But... It, w- it was surprising... It well, was this surprising. is this is a, so again the at the beginning we talked about how yeah at the end where it's like by the way a lot of this shit really <laughs> happened but the thing is like all right so I mean, little wrote I mean, yes it's not exact but at the end when they say some of these are real letters and this stuff kind of actually happened I had no fucking idea yeah because you're not a Melville or Hawthorne scholar that you read well, their fucking letters but yeah. I mean you were thinking like oh this is I thought fan this was fiction. I thought this was the weirdest wow. fan fiction book I've ever read because in my life because you're like who is sitting at home being like I need a romance novel yeah. with <laughs> Hawthorne and Melville that's like the most the most obscure pairing I could think where of where are the vampires and the werewolves yeah but the thing is that this has been a thing that's been mentioned or speculated about for like a century but I didn't know by that. literary scholars because I didn't know any scholars because Melville meets Hawthorne and then, like, six months later, he pumps out Moby Dick. And he's like, out. I dedicate this to, Mo- to her, you know, Nathaniel Hawthorne for his fucking genius and his big wang. Or whatever he writes in that thing. His rotund dick. And, and he puts it out there. And I feel like, that's kind of random. He just met the guy. And then they have these, like, weird letters that only half of, only the They're Melville like letters bailed. survive. The Melville written letters are around. The Hawthorne letters are gone. And then there's Hawthorne's journals. And there's, like, strange little clues. And Melville, throughout the rest of his life... 
wrote a, a sizable amount of poetry. He wrote a lot of poems in his life. And then there's like random things. Like if you look at them, like if you need to write a PhD dissertation on English, you'd be like, look at this. He uses this word in his journal entry in 1851 about Hawthorne, and he uses the same thing to be in this poem 20 years later about unrequited love. Oh, I bet that's because he wanted to have sex with him. And that's a popular thing in academia is to find... I had no idea. Were you aware of this before reading the book? Uh, Definitely not. uh, To some degree, I was actually, just because when I was preparing for the Moby Dick episode, I read the Moby Dick Wikipedia pages. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd. Just because I was like, oh, God, I don't think I understood that well enough. I need to read more. There must be a reason people like this, because I can't find it. (laughs) I actually still enjoyed it, but anyway. It's okay to be wrong. It's fine, yeah. Uh, I get a question. Did reading this book change your thoughts on Moby Dick? 100%. No, not at all. 50%. Yes, they did, but... I hated Moby Dick, but... The idea that the entire fucking thing, the longest book in the world, <laughs> is just a quest to fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne made it so much better. It's like, you know what, dude? I get it. At least now it has a reason to be. It's not just some fucking long-ass book about not killing a whale. Now it's like, hey, I'm writing this book to impress a dude. I mean, I thought this was extremely clever, this book. to take This, this was... This sort of conspiracy theorist kind of shit. It was great. It was great. I really really did love this book, if only because, at first, I thought it was the most bizarre concept I've ever read. You sent us a picture of the page of one page. It was like, guys, what the fuck am I reading? And then, at the end, when it was like, this is maybe real, I was like, shit, this just took a turn. It didn't change how I thought about Moby Dick, because I don't think this is a real theory. I think people I like people love, love the intrigue. I would love I'm to sure it's real. really fascinating and it's a really interesting idea, but I think we don't know. And I it I just didn't believe this book, The Whale. I, I just didn't believe this one. You, even even though, even though it was a fine book, I just don't think it was actually reflective of real life and that Herman Melville really wrote that 800-page I thing I want about more than anything that is true. But you also were okay with Moby Dick, right? You enjoyed it or thought I mean, it was a maybe it's worthy because, of... Maybe it's because I need a reason for Moby Dick to exist. I was, I was okay with it, but I also felt like I didn't really get it. Like, if I really understood all of the stuff in it, the I would have liked it more. But yeah. it was just too much. I, I agree with you, Nate, that I think this is all just speculative nonsense. Like, there's no way to prove or disprove it. It's, it's exciting to make these people who are, you know... Dead. dead for 150 or 130 years. Make them fuck each other. Seem real and interesting in a way that's new than just like, oh, he wrote this book and then he died. I totally understand why that's exciting, but there's no way to prove or disprove it. So it's just no. like, who cares? I thought about that as a, if I was writing this book, like this author could have been like, yes, I'm going to make him hook up or no, I'm not going to make him hook up. And he chose to not make not. them hook up. And I was like, well, that's a good on them because there's literally no proof that they ever hooked up. So like if he was like, Oh, I wrote this book and I made them hook up. Like, that's just, like, slander, basically. Sure. I mean, he made them, hey, have love for each other and want to hook up, but mm-hmm. they chose not to. So it's, like, that's still pretty slander. But there is some support of at least that. So Fair point. Yeah. I, I thought that while reading it. Like, But, yeah, like, when I started reading I was like, oh, God, we're going down, like, some fan fiction, Fifty Shades of Grey. And then I was like, oh, this is really well written. And I actually like the story. And I want to read the next chapter. And I was like, oh, this is, like, I don't know, it seemed like research, and, like, it, it drew me in. And I was like, I don't know. I, know, I was just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's kind of how I felt. Like, it felt like I was reading a mystery novel or something. 
Like, what's going to happen? I totally get that. I, I, at a certain, like, the first, like, quarter of the book, I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I, I get it. This is interesting. I, I think I see where it's going, but I'm not sure, and I need to know. And like, there's, like, little clues and breadcrumbs or whatever. And, like, I finished reading it, like, standing up in a doctor's waiting room. <laughs> like, I, honey, sh- quiet. I got to I'm reading now. And then it ended, and it ends unrequited, like, unfulfilled. Yeah. And I was like, man, spoiler, what the fuck? Like, yeah. why did I just do this? Speaking of unrequited, we have one more beer we should do. Oh, my gosh. At least. How convenient. Uh, This one's actually called the Combining Form. Which is all Melville wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) This is another IPA. Just like the Spice Girls song. Welcome to Finback. It's a 7.4%. It's an IPA. Uh, That really looks like a mimosa. (laughs) Yeah, we actually... It really does. Added... The most orange juice of any of the ones we've had. Yeah, we, we literally added apricot and mango to this one. So, like, it is an IPA with additional fruit in it. It's fruity as fuck. Yeah, yeah it really so, is. Um, and then, yeah, it's got Galaxy, which is a crazy hop. You, you homebrew, so, like, you know that it's, like... Crazy It's extremely hop. expensive. It's expensive what? as hell. Like Galaxy. Expensive? Yeah. Why? Really it's, expensive It can hops. only be grown in a certain region, and it's just, like, a very, I don't know, difficult hop to it's grow. A bitch hop. And so, like, <laughs> everybody wants it, so it's really expensive. And then it also has Amarillo and Citra Cryo, which is, like, science here but basically what i understand brace yourself for a science guys yes <laughs> take the hop coming they take the hop leaf, oh i know this they turn it into a pellet then they take the pellet and they freeze it and then they shatter the pellet and whatever little crumbs fall out of it they take that and then that's what we throw in so we get rid of all the uh, plant matter and then all that's left so over the plant matter doesn't freeze you know have you ever you guys have a have you ever experienced marijuana I i've heard of it heard extensively so about like it. the way i would imagine is if you take the marijuana leaf like shatter and you yes yeah okay you get rid of the shat yeah you so have like, to explain that to at least me i don't know what that means i'm not going to speak for you nate but i know you don't know what shatter that means. No, is if either. you if you have a if you have the it's the leftover the keef yeah yes Keef, as in Ur Sutherland. Keef Ur Sutherland. It's like when you grind. If you were to put the the plants in a grinder and grind it out to make it small, so allegedly. you can put it in a thing. I mean, not allegedly. That's what people actually. do. It's illegal in New York. It's non. Weed it's non criminal. <laughs> Weed right? is illegal, but if you were to smoke it, this is how people do it. Not everybody, but you can use a grinder. I've heard of those. It's like a, it's like a two cheese graters on top of each other, one another, and then you uh, smoosh them it's together. Like a, it's like an iron I maiden. It's like a pepper grinder. It's like a pepper grinder. Yeah, that's much better. I've, than I've seen one of these and in then, a museum. And then iron maiden is more dramatic. <laughs> the, uh, so you the, take an iron maiden to your weed, and then you take the stuff out and you put that into uh, devices in which you would smoke them. But the tiny, tiny little bits left over underneath that filter through, which is basically just crystallized THC. THC. It's like the uh, it's like a highly diluted. Or not diluted. The other one, concentrated, yeah, concentrated. Highly, highly concentrated, Science. leftover parts. That is keef or shatter or whatever they so call it. So in, in hop world, it's cryo. So uh, it's it's just a froze highly, it, froze it, highly concentrated it bits of the stuff. Yes. So I hear uh, allegedly. You get high as dick off of that. Yes. Yeah. And then we brewed this Maybe. with <laughs> high as dick. So you've heard <laughs> high, yes. high as Shaq's dick. Yes. So, so then. Four uh, feet off the ground. <laughs> It's or is it one foot off the ground? Oh. <laughs> Depends on how I shack it. <laughs> so we, uh, we brewed this with a brewery out of Sweden called Brewski. How creative. Yeah. They're not a Polish brewery. They just brewery. learned that word over there. Yeah, <laughs> That's not like exactly. a great Polish brewery. <laughs> Brewski. <laughs> There's nine J's in the word. That All is right. a delicious, delicious beer that so delicious, only I could drink it. Pussies. No. I'm, I'm, drink it. I'm, I'm still drinking it. I'm still, right. I'm still drinking right. it. Uh, I'll trust you. So 
my at the end of the book, it's like, all right, that could have happened. There's no way to prove or disprove that. So whatever. That's why it's called fiction. Totally, but like it's historical fiction, right? Yeah. I'd also with like real, to point very out real people. I mean, the end of this book is a lot like Moby Dick, considering that Melville everyone dies like Ahab, kind of gets what he's looking for, but also doesn't because Ahab he did gets not get what he wants. Yeah. Well, okay, no, but Ahab <laughs> he fought <laughs> manages to find the whale. Well, it did. And it kills he did him. that, and he tries to kill the whale. I'm still actually not sure whether the whale dies or I not. I guess Mel- the whale Mel- lives. Melville found his love. I read this thing about how the whale died. It does not. Recently. The whale that had a harpoon in it, did and it not circled die. him and choked him with the line and took him down to the fucking abyss with him. George C. Scott. So by that, by that I, but, but what I mean is uh, Melville gets Hawthorne to admit that he loves him. Wait, you're right. That they do, that they do love each other. Okay. However, but he can't actually, because Hawthorne is too much of a Puritan, he, he, they, they literally see each other only once or twice again in their entire lives. In re- yeah, in real life, they only saw each other, I, I want to say three times. And the book sinks. The book totally sinks, which is which was what Melville was trying to use to get Hawthorne the entire time. Mm. So he like had done finds well, what he wants, totally fucked him, but totally does not work out. So it's like the end of Moby Dick. That's my interpretation, at least. I feel that. Yeah, that's totally fair. No, there was there was crazy parallels between Moby Dick and the uh, and this book, The Whale. That's the why whale. I like to believe love that story. it was one hundred percent accurate. I mean, it was fun, and it definitely helped me to some degree kind of understand Moby Dick a little bit better. But I think I'd agree with that in a way that's a, it helped me to understand Moby Dick the way Mark Beauregard understood Moby Dick. Understood. Yeah. You know? I mean, like I, his interpretation I was like, put I into really my brain. I like to believe this is 100% the truth. I, have no, I, I know nothing about this author. I've never heard of him before. And but I don't know if he's written anything else. I would say I, don't know I found this book well written and believable. For sure. Enjoyable. Like I wanted to read it. I was like. It was absurd. Yeah. I was like, I need to read this next page. It definitely did a good job of kind of copying the language of 1851 yeah. writer but, dickheads. But, but without over, it being... both shit. But not being like like Shakespeare. I'm not gonna... Like, you're like, ugh, I'm not gonna read this. Like, it's still like, oh, okay, it's kind of close, but I'm like, it, I can get through it. Kind of. It's been like sanitized for us. Yeah, so it's exactly. diluted enough that we could actually get it. So we can read. Like how Fool for is Shakespeare, yeah. much more readable, even though it's still about Shakespeare. It's a little bit like Shakespeare in language, but not really. It makes it much more readable. Fool says the word cunt about 3,000% more than that's they do in Shakespeare. <laughs> well, that's fair. Didn't Shakespeare come up with that word? He did invent a lot of words. <laughs> he might have invented that one. I think, um, I mean, it's a fun book. It's interesting. I'm curious to see if this guy ever does something else. I've never actually checked if he has any other books I mean, available. When, when did this book come out? A couple two years, years ago. Two, two or three two years, years ago. ago. Two okay. or three. Is that reason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 16 sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. My plan was finish book, do research on it, but I didn't finish. Well, you picked the right book club. Much like Melville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melville was... In the book, you know, another thing about his, his impoverished status, he asked his publisher, like, hey, can you loan me $8 worth of book so I can do research? And they're like, <laughs> That's no. That's so much book, dude. Fuck yeah. off. Well, not only does, was it no, we can't it's lend like, you, you eight more the bill. Here's the bill for another six, seven, almost $700 worth of books you already owe us money for. You fuck, son. Which... <laughs> To be honest, like if we're talking about 150 years ago, that's like, oh, by the way, you also still owe us twenty thousand dollars. Oh, that's a huge like sum of money. Yeah, thirty-five grand. He way, bought his way more money than fucking Nathaniel Hawthorne. And shortly after the story takes place in real life, he, Herman Melville had to sell that house. He got rid of it. You can tour it. Sure, it's now like reclaimed. Come you know? to New York State and tour our houses. Tour a, bu- tour a house where Herman Melville tried to fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne. He might have jacked off in a closet. 
Oh, oh yeah. he definitely he had that like little room that was like it's just like in a ship. Yep. I can go in there and I can be seasick and be cradled in his arms. In this book, it says he masturbated there. Oh, he where? did. <laughs> I mean, there was a heavy, there was a heavy stucco paint job in that closet. <laughs> <laughs> but in after the book, after Moby Dick was a commercial and largely critical failure. His six in a row or whatever. Well, yeah, he had the one hit. Like he had Type E, big hit, and then. Omu or Umu, however you pronounce that, was his second book, yeah. which is like the sequel to Type And people were like, yeah, that's pretty good, but it's not, it's not the same thing. Then he put out a, what, Marty and the White Jacket a few and shitty things. something else. And then Moby Dick, and they were like, that also blows. And then he put out a few more things. And then a hundred years later, he they decided this is good. He fucking wrote an entire novel that has been lost. Like, no one would publish it. Yeah, it's lost. Called, like, The Isle of the Cross or something like that. He wrote a whole novel, tried to get someone to publish it, and they were like, no, thank you. And then that doesn't exist anymore. Like, that whole manuscript is missing. It must have sucked. So, who do you think should read this book? Should anyone? If you read Moby Dick, yeah. that's about it. If you're fans of historical fiction, or if you've read both Moby Dick and The Scarlet Letter. Yeah, Hawthorne, definitely. I can feel that. Yeah, if you, you kind of need to know both. You, need to, you don't actually really need to know Moby Dick that well. You, you don't need to know yeah. Hawthorne at all. Well, he only has the one Ooh. hit. Yeah. Although they're the kind other book, kind of both one the wonders. other book allegedly sold better. The one they yeah, back the, in the day, the seven it sold cables, you know, like ten copies, more than hot item. Well, if you ever look in the uh, there's that you know thousand and one books you should read before you die. They're both in that. There. They're both in there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The other ones. Yeah, the Gables and the uh, Scarlet Letter both in there. Well, Scar- yeah, okay, Scarlet Letter certainly. But over time, like that's been winnowed down. As they realize, like, wait a second, this is only dead white guys. It's yeah. And they took some of them out. I'm pretty sure they've like narrowed I'm, down the Hawthorne. I'm not gonna hold that against Hawthorne or Melville, but no, it's not yeah. their fault. But they were um, dead in white. It's a short, easy read. You could read this quickly and easily, so it's not like you're it's committing definitely way to, quicker than Moby Dick. Yeah, you're not committing to months of it, kind of a thing. But I wouldn't read this and be like, "Now I understand Moby Dick," without reading Moby Dick. I I feel like this understanding of it is way better than the real one. But if you also read Moby Dick first. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you like, if you read Moby Dick first, this is a hundred percent worth of, as a follow up. Like, yeah. hey, what if what, it's really what about this? Yeah. I'd say it's worth knowing at least the plot of Moby Dick fairly well. But there's so much when you read through this that's clearly alluding to Moby Dick mm. that it is good to have an understanding of it and to have read it fairly recently. Yeah. I think you guys always talk about cultural context where it's like Harry Potter. Everybody read Harry Potter. So, you, yeah, you probably should read Harry Potter. or uh, Moby Dick is the great American novel. Yeah, yeah, so... Now. I mean, if you have time, you should probably read Moby Dick or whatever. I wouldn't say this book is like everybody's read it or you need to read it, like that kind of thing, but it's like... If you want to get into some weird shit. It's not a bad book. No, it's very clever. It's enjoyable. Is there a bitch? Melville. Is Melville a Melville bitch? is totally Melville, a yeah, bitch. Melville's kind of a bitch. Definitely yeah. a bitch. Huge. A little too much stalking. Like he, he, put, he puts it out there occasionally, but he He's mostly desperate. just pines. He's little, the thirstiest fucking guy. And he like has a so, whole secret family, like a, not a secret, but like a whole fake family. Well, he has a back, real family. Yeah, <laughs> but it's to him, it's like, this is just something I can do on the side to yeah. fuck Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yeah, it's like a... So little, Melville's kind of a bitch. A little too thirsty. I mean, it, back in the day, that was necessary. Yeah. If but, it was like 2018 or 1996... I would still say he's stalking a little too much. Like he's like, bro, he's definitely oh, a stalker. Oh, you he's, live here too. I he's definitely he's creeping hard. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, I just bought a house. This right. is like the the, the equivalent right of, next to you. Equivalent yeah. of like what swim fan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I saw you once. I'm going to join the swim team or yeah. buy a house in the Berkshires. Mm. 
Oh, nobody else wants to live there, but I do because you're there. So yeah, so I'm spooge near you. I wouldn't say Hawthorne is, but uh, Mel- no, Hawthorne is. He's like he spends a lot of time like <laughs> do his hey, thing. Hey man, hey, it's cool. I get it, but like maybe no, maybe yeah. no. Like dude, try to let him down easy. And, and Melville's just like, no. your chest hairs are so luxurious. I, I like how them. when you sweat, they stick to you, but also glow in the sunlight. It's like I'm gonna make you sweat, halos. sweat till you can't sweat no more. Yes. And then I'm gonna push it, push it, push it some more, push it some more. What what song are we quoting? Because I don't get it. Was that it was one of those ninety songs? Yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, who did that. Song. You can Google the lyrics. I think it's definitely called "Push It." Push It by Push Salt it and Pepper. No, it's like a la 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 long, a la 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 long. It's not CNC Music Factory, but it's it's one of those. It was like it's like a pseudo reggae. It might even be the guys that did the what's that cop show where it's like bad boys, bad boys, bad boys. It fucking might be. It might even be those same guys. Like anyway, it's that genre. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you heard it, you'd know it immediately. Anyway, Melville wanted to push it. <laughs> Some more. Push it real good. Okay. And Hawthorne said no. And then they saw each other like three more times randomly, and then uh, Hawthorne died. Because he was like 15, 15 years, years old. 15 years older, and I guess you die when you're 40. Well, Melville was 31, and he yeah. just like, I just wrote my sixth book. This one was enormous and it's considered the best American book ever written, but want to get that duke? Better than Fisher of Grey? It's not. I mean, it's different. <laughs> How can you say no? Like different, you're pausing as if in, you're about to say no. Differently abled. Uh, well, uh, there were no ladies in this one, uh, but uh, there was a bunch of ladies who got in the way. Hmm. Get out of the way, bitch. Of their guy love. <laughs> Need to get that guy love between two guys. Wait, he scrubs. They had a whole song about guy love. I, I, it's like the third scrubs reference you made today. That's we're true. Hanging out. That, that is actually true. Yeah, I blame <laughs> myself. I gotta watch more scrubs, I guess. Oh, I thought the scrubs song. Yeah, Guy oh. Love. There was an episode where a woman had a tumor where she heard and saw everything as a musical. And the main dude and his best friend had a duet about Guy Love. Mm. I was thinking Scrubs, as in you can't get no love hanging oh, out the no passenger scrubs. side. Oh, no Scrubs is very... Yeah. That's the opposite. I well, thought, Hawthorne was not taking any Scrubs. Yeah. And Hall- no, Melville was, was certainly a Scrub. <laughs> he would have definitely fucked him if he had a successful author, but he was not. Yeah. He's like, hey, if you were putting out those... Uh, he was just a butt smut. There was the douchebag author they met at one point. Who was like, hey, that, that author wrote a hundred books. Let's hang out with that guy. He's like, at the end, there's a big party at Hawthorne's house, and there's like a successful writer. All right, so uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitter at drunkguysbc, as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Be sure to follow Finback at where can we find you? I always forget this, but we're at Finback Brewery. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at right now. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're in Glendale, too, if you're around. Come on by. Thanks a lot to Eric and everybody at Finback for hosting us yet again. And uh, join us next week. All right, thanks. Bye.